you have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from LAist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes too when you donate now at LAist.com sweeps. I'm Tracy Thomas, host of One for the Books, a live literary event series from LAist. We are back with guests, author Amanda Montel and actor Bella Lavelle. You can find us on May 15th at the Crawford Family Forum. Tickets at LAist.com events. LAS Studios. This is How to LA, the podcast that helps you understand this city a little bit better. I'm your host, Brian De Los Santos. Did you know that here in Los Angeles, we've got the largest urban oil field in the U.S.? You've probably seen it if you've driven through Baldwin Hills or taking La Cienega on the way to LAX. Dozens and dozens of pumps bobbing up and down, bringing up oil from the ground. The Inglewood oil field is a thousand acres and it's largely overseen by LA County. Culver City tends to a portion of it as well. The oil field goes way back to 1924 when oil and natural gas resources were discovered here. But soon, the drilling could come to an end following a long fight to phase out oil fields all over Los Angeles. Erin Stone is LA's climate emergency reporter, and she has more on what we can expect this year and beyond when it comes to LA's oil. Hey, Erin. Hey, Brian. So people who haven't driven by the oil fields in LA, they must be like, what? Oil in Los Angeles? Right. But we really have a lot of oil here in L.A. And for a long time, L.A. was built on oil before, you know, Hollywood and kind of a lot of the other industries that we think of as making L.A. what it is today. So I know that there are a couple of things going on here, but can you tell us about the settlement Culver City recently reached with regard to its portion of the Inglewood oil field? Sure. Yeah. So in 2021, Culver City uh, became the first city in the region to pass an ordinance to phase out oil drilling within city limits. So Culver City oversees, like you said, a portion of the Inglewood oil field, about 38 pump jacks, oil drilling sites uh, within uh, about 78 acres of the 1,000 acre Inglewood oil field. So they passed this ordinance and then the next step was to figure out how exactly to do that, how much it would cost, how much the oil company that operates in that area, Sentinel Peak Resources, would need to, how much money they'd need to recoup before shutting down. So this latest settlement is an agreement between the city and Sentinel Peak Resources, the oil company, that they will completely end all drilling and plug all of their wells by 2029. The original goal was 2026. So with this settlement, it actually did get pushed three years. So what happens to the other pumps that are overseen by LA County? Yeah. So actually last year, LA County also passed a similar ordinance to phase out oil drilling within its jurisdiction. So that includes the rest of the Inglewood oil field. And that ordinance is over the next 20 years. So the next step is to figure out exactly, you know, similar to what Culver City already did to figure out how do we do that? How long does it take? How much is it going to cost? So they're in the process of carrying out a study to understand that. um, But they're also facing legal challenges from the oil companies that operate in the county. So we could see some delays. And where else is oil being drilled here in L.A.? 
it's really all over. So um, if you look at these old historical photos of the city, you know, back in the mid in 1920s and stuff, we actually see forests of oil derricks all across, uh, you know, Huntington Beach, Beverly Hills, the West Side, the East Side, South L.A. It's really everywhere. But where active drilling is currently happening, it's still a lot is happening on the West Side of L.A. as well as South L.A. and East L.A. So it's really still quite widespread. Um, but there's about 5,000 active and idle wells left within. In the city of LA at this point. As an LA driver who spends a lot of money at the gas pump, <laughs> I do have to ask you this question. Do you know how much revenue is being generated by oil drilling here in LA? And where does that money go? Basically, is like drilling a big part of the local economy? The city and the, the county governments do collect uh, money from the revenue that's generated in the form of taxes. And, you know, the oil and gas industry does does support a significant amount of uh, jobs as well as, you know, gross regional product. It's, it's about $8.6 billion in gross regional product. That's still a very small portion of the total amount, which is in the trillions within the city of Los Angeles. Mm. But in terms of the amount of revenue that the industry generates, it's about 4% of LA City's total general fund budget. That's not small. So, yeah, it's not a tiny amount. It's it's certainly a not a nothing amount. We'll have more on why residents have been pushing to phase out drilling after a short break. Stay with us. Support for LAS comes from Latino Theater Company at the Los Angeles Theater Center, presenting the world premiere of Mix Mix, the Filipino Adventures of a German-Jewish Boy by Boney B. Alvarez. Inspired by true events from the life of Ralph Price, after escaping Nazi Germany, a newfound tropical refuge in the Philippines is upended when Japan invades the islands. On stage through June 16th, tickets and information at latinotheaterco.org. Imagine if you could charge your electric vehicle at the places you already love to eat, shop, and play. Whether you're at the movies, on your weekly grocery trip, or running errands at your local mall, Volta EV charging stations are built around your day-to-day and located in your community and nationwide. All you have to do is check in, plug in, and go about your day. It's EV charging made convenient. Download the Volta app to find your new favorite place to charge. And we're back chatting with Aaron Stone. All right, Aaron. So the push to face out oil drilling in L.A. has been going on for a long time. But let's just look at Inglewood. Who's been leading that fight? Yeah, so community members that surround the Inglewood oil field have really been pushing their local government leaders to phase this out. So it's really a, a coalition of community members in, in different pockets of the city that experience oil drilling that have really been um, pushing for the momentum that's led to this moment where the city and the county are actually phasing out oil drilling. I'm talking about the iconic Inglewood oil field. Uh, do you know how many people live within you know that neighborhood, that area? More than a million people live within five miles of that oil field. So it's it's surrounded by a lot, a lot of people. So what do we know about the health effects of living near an oil field? I mean, I'm sure it's impactful. Yeah. So uh, people who live near oil drilling have, you know, for decades talked about health issues like nosebleeds, increased rates of asthma, even cancer affecting their communities. And in more recent years, research and studies have really supported that the closer you live to active oil drilling, even idle old oil wells where there's not 
active production happening, people are more likely to have diminished lung function. And there's also a higher likelihood of health impacts from asthma to cancer. Um, We know that cancer-causing chemicals such as benzene uh, can leak from these sites pretty regularly. So there's a lot of health impacts associated with the air pollution that comes with living near oil drilling. And you might not even know you live super close to an oil drilling site because, especially on the west side, a lot of these drill sites are hidden in buildings, in fake buildings. Like there's one that's in a fake synagogue. There's one in a fake tall tower. Um, And yeah, you, you can't see them. So once the drilling stops, then what happens? Are there already a lot of old and out of service oil fields in LA who should be in charge of cleaning it all up? Yeah, it's a super good question, Brian. And it's something that I think a lot of the communities who have have long dealt with oil drilling in their neighborhoods are are grappling with right now. But there are a lot of options. I mean, what what I hear from residents I've spoken with is that they want to have a say in what happens to these sites after. So actually, there's a, a site in South LA called formerly the Jefferson Drill Site. And recently, a community land trust bought that site, and they're in the process of cleaning it up. And they're going to put affordable housing and a park on that oh. land. So there's a lot of options. We have many examples across the county of green spaces that were former oil fields. Um, so there are examples examples across the county of these spaces being turned into something that's useful and and adds to quality of life in communities. But the first thing that needs to happen is that the wells need to be plugged properly. And then the land needs to be what's called remediated, which means cleaned up. So there are questions about, you know, with Culver City settlement, they're saying that the oil company needs to pay to properly plug and clean up these wells. That's not the approach across the board quite yet. Right. What's your sense of the time and money it will take to kind of do all of this? Yeah, I mean, it it is quite expensive to properly plug and clean up wells. um, But really, I mean, these things can be done relatively quickly when there's resources put to them. So what I suspect is many of these phase out agreements will will have to require the companies themselves to clean up these wells. Um, But, you know, it is being decided in kind of a piecemeal manner as each jurisdiction kind of passes these ordinances. Um, But it could take, you know, I mean, Culver City is saying 2029 that all wells are plugged and cleaned up. Um, So that's a hard deadline on that. But the ordinance does allow for some room all the way up to 2032 if it's going to take a little longer. So yeah, it could be it could be longer than what some of the goals end up being in these final studies and and decisions. We'll have to check back in, Erin. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Brian. That's Aaron Stone, climate emergency reporter for LAIS. There's more to Aaron's reporting on all of this at LAIS.com. That's it for us today. Tomorrow we have something special from our friends over at Imperfect Paradise. It's the first installment of their series of The Magic Castle in Los Angeles. So listen in, and if you want to write to us, Hit us up on howtola at scpr.org and we'll read your email. Thank you. This episode was produced by Monica Bushman. Our other team members include Evan Jacoby, Erica Washington, Megan Botel, Victoria Alejandro, and our intern, Tony Morales. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. 
The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.